Pockets and Coffee, episode 57. Sorry, Citrus Tigers. What is this, Robert? Sorry, Citrus Tigers. What's happening there? Huh? Oh, so I don't know. Oh, so I just want everybody to know. um, I didn't realize that Colubrid and Colubroid Radio wasn't uploading to YouTube. Carpet Cliff Notes. Um, what was it? There's two other ones that weren't uploading. Do you so know the survey? I, yep. Um, and the the bow one I put up there now, but um, always, always yeah, for whatever it. reason they weren't going to the YouTube channel. So I made some playlists with each individual podcast, and they just unleashed all those <laughs> podcasts into the world. So. Sorry if your feed is going to be overrun with uh, NPR Network podcast. Oh, and it's going to be colubrids and boas, too. <laughs> yeah. You're really oh, fucking with you. them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what's up, guys? How you been? Riley. What? Oh, nothing. Just you. <laughs> How you been? Yeah. That's huh? your cue. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, I've been upgrading animals into bigger enclosures and appreciating oh, yeah? that yeah yeah just like some of the racks that i have that hold different size tubs i've now outfitted with the the bigger size and upgraded like a bunch of like yearling and two-year-old and three-year-old animals and nice very aware of how little space i have and um yeah you know feeding is uh gonna happen tonight I've, I'm excited because a lot of the animals are stepping up in, in meal size. So it's really cool to see a lot of these babies growing up. And now that all my eggs for the pythons and stuff are on the ground, I realize I can start looking at what I want to do next season. Mm-hmm. So uh, although nothing's hatched, I'm starting to make <laughs> You're that. already thinking about that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So. I don't know. It's just, there's, there's always so much to, to look at. And once you start realizing like, Oh wow, these animals that I've been growing up for the last three and a half, four years, they're, they're right at the cusp of breeding either this coming year or the following year. You really start to realize that like all this patient, like raising babies up that, you know, you've been sitting on for years. It's finally here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's exciting. It's awesome. cool. I'm just, you know, my, like I was never in a lull per se, but I am like super, super excited on carpet pythons more than ever. I don't know why nothing has changed other than like, they're awesome, man. the, the I mean, flame, the, the flame is burning hot. The flame is burning high. The, the fuel is, is on the pyre We're we're burning down the city. And, um, and I was, I, what else I realized was that, I haven't had this few of animals in my care in, in at least two, maybe three years. Cause I'm under 75 snakes right now. Um, I haven't had total. Yeah. Really? Me too. Yeah. That's including yeah. my fiance's, you know, ball Python from, you know, however long, but um, yeah, that's, that's like everything. And uh, it's just kind of weird. Cause I'll come in here on some days and cleaning, you know, it's just like 15 minutes. I'm like, really? That, that's it huh i thought i would have more to do (laughs) that is uh, a very uh nice feeling when you don't have 
300 yeah. snake plus snakes to clean. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, how I did it. But I'm not going to get disillusioned because if I have all these projects and, you know, each year yields a half a dozen to a dozen holdbacks, then I'm, you know, that, that, that number isn't going to stay low for long. So, yeah, man, I, I feel that Riley next year is going to be the first year for me that I can actually pair snakes that I raised up from little neonates. Oh yeah. It's just going to be a total, total different experience. I'm really excited. Um, yeah. Wait till you breed snakes you produced. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, since I up work whole- with all these freaking four years to maturity snakes, <laughs> it's going to be a minute. <laughs> yeah. We got, got a while. We got a while. Yeah. I mean, well, technically, I've gotten some males that I've produced to breed, but not females yet. Yeah. Nice. Not yet. Yeah. The brettles uh, have started locking up, which is, is a welcome sight. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was I was starting to get a little worried. They were like slightly behind where I was this time last year. I had already had a bunch of visual locks at this point, but I don't know. Maybe they're just a week or two, uh a week or two shifted backwards this year. And now this morning, like three out of the four were locked up in the bin. So good to see. Makes me happy. One of them went off food already. Um yeah. So I got a question for you, uh, Mr. Centralian Exotics. <laughs> when you are, when you you, you the temperature's up, right? Mm-hmm. Do you do you start feeding right away with those, or do you just put them together? I I fed first, yeah. So I first. I warmed them back one up meal, two meals. Over, okay, so, yeah, I warmed them up over a period of two weeks. Um, uh huh. Much faster than slowly cooling them down i feel like you know you don't have to really baby them on the way back up uh and then i do a very small meal for everybody to kickstart the systems like i'm talking mm-hmm. you know weaned rat small um and then i do like more of a regular size meal uh mm-hmm. maybe a week later and then i give the females not the males something pretty dang sizable shortly thereafter to trigger the sheds um so three meals try to trigger a shed and then pair so after the shed that has the male shed as well or no sometimes they do sometimes they don't but But it's really the female that you're paying attention that's the one that i am purposefully trying to induce the shed to get those juices in the air (laughs) (laughs) Um, fair enough yeah yeah, yeah, and the one that uh, that went off food is one of the hypo head stripes that laid almost a month, like three three weeks before all the other ones last year. So it makes sense that uh-huh. she'd be the first one to uh, to show signs if she's staying on turn. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Cool, that's and awesome. Western blackhead <clears throat> shed out as well. So unless I'm getting absolutely bamboozled, then. This would be the the post ovulation shed, so we'll see. <laughs> Fingers crossed for you. Fingers crossed. Yeah. What's be, she uh, doing behaviorally? Staying very very tightly coiled and soaking up heat. <laughs> oh boy, that's what I was hoping you would say. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're all doubting yourself in the chat there. Like I think she reabsorbed guys, and and that yeah. was the one question that was in my opinion well like i'm not there i can't get hands on her and see her you know but right 
she definitely is not as swollen looking, but that's probably just because when I saw her at the the heat of ovulation, yeah. now you I know fooled myself. Now yeah. you know she's capable of swelling up too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, the other thing too is is blackheads don't lay like colossal clutch sizes the way, you know, the brettles had 20, 25 yeah. eggs for me. I'm probably looking for six <laughs> in this case. So <laughs> it's probably, it just looks different. Like, <clears throat> because of yeah. that as well um yeah but yeah i'm starting to doubt our female out. at the shop too so i know i know the okay feeling. yeah yeah did you did you see any ovulation with her did she swell up and go into shed or that hasn't happened yet either if she did i missed it okay i i haven't been in there as much i've had to do so much other stuff but grant's been in there so i'm not sure gotcha cool. yeah because i remember the pictures from last yeah. year that you were sending me it was super obvious oh yeah yeah it looked like <laughs> she, she was fully a... inverted <laughs> yeah and it looked like she ate a pig um and she went <laughs> off yeah she went off food i think for a bit this year she's like kind of she's she's sketchy about opening up her tub right now she oh yeah they can be i got freaking nailed today <laughs> nice on oh, an Instagram live, <laughs> Did you? Oh, shit. I was like, wow. I was like, I have an hour. I'll just like go live on Instagram and talk to people about snakes. <laughs> right. Luckily, there, yeah, there's only like four people watching, so I don't feel as embarrassed. But I was like, this one bites. And then I tapped it with the hook and reached in to grab it and just. <laughs> right I, did on that with a, I did that with a Brettles python, my big female. Yeah. 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 She but, grabbed me on a live food bite she grabbed me wrapped me up and i just said okay she's coming with us and then we went and looked at more snakes <laughs> with her on my hand <laughs> there you go. But nice. i ended up having to turn it off because it took hot water to get her Ooh. off <laughs> nice yep. that'll happen yeah yeah they uh when they're in that food mode man whew, i know and that's the one that roddy warned me was a demon the whole time and it hasn't been it hasn't been until now and I, I, t- I send him a picture and he's like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he hit me up the other day and wanted to uh, to come on and talk blackheads on um, and do like video. He wanted to nice. do a stream. I loved yeah. when you guys did that with him a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. I guess uh, there's I don't know if the interest in blackheads as sky went up recently, mm. but uh I would say the interest in everything has gone up recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot more attention on the cool stuff like that. So for sure. Yeah, I think everybody's looking. Even if you're into more mainstream project, you're looking for that one off the wall, right? Oddball. Sure. I had a really like, fun experience yesterday. I had. A coworker over, all he works with is ball pythons and retics, dwarf retics. And right. so he came over and saw like all of these Australian pythons and, and stuff like that for the first time. And when I put a blackhead in his hands, one of my adult females, just the look in his eyes was so, so perfect. And he says, like, 
I'm done with ball pythons. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to not trash talk them actively, but yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it was really funny to see. That's interesting. That's when awesome. people see these things in person, it you know, the snake does the work. You don't have to convince anybody they're they're cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Yeah. I uh, agree. Especially an adult, you know. <laughs> yeah. Comes up and but. stares at you. That gets your attention. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. We uh we talked to uh Gary Shavino yesterday. That'll come out on Tuesday. And um you know, we were just talking about so just that topic of um, the price of reptiles currently and like uh, how, you know, so easy to sell reptiles currently at the moment. And um, he was talking about Savu pythons and they're like, what did he say they were? 1500 a pair or something like that for the so, for the right. normals or. For yeah, silvers. yeah. Silver, I think yeah. he does. I think he does like two something for the silvers. That makes sense. Yeah. They're hard to find. I mean, yeah, not, not many people of... breed them. No. Yeah. I think I, Ryan I think, and him and yeah. And then maybe Nick. Nick probably has a pair. I think uh, Jeff <clears throat> and Kendra have some younger animals. I know Ryan Young probably breeds like five pairs a year, just doesn't have time to post about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike has uh, Mac lots. Does he also do? Savus does Scott Borden has Savus? He does, yeah. Does Salemi have Savus? He seems like a guy who'd like them. I don't think so. No, no. But yeah, Salemi probably Golans. Yeah, yeah, probably fewer than you know a dozen people with with pairs with the intent of breeding that we know of. Right. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> Eric Kohler. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that sort of like circle and range of people is kind of where I'm thinking there's probably a dozen or so people there, but yeah. Kohler is pretty into Liasis. Uh, Mm -hmm. he's, he's a pretty big fan of them. I think he has, uh, I know he, he and Owen were doing, well, actually, no, he's got Duns and Mm -hmm. he's got Maclots and I think he has Roddy Ireland. Yeah. Maclots, you know, that's cool. He's got a lot of good stuff. I, I, I briefly spoke with him when I was at a uh, carpet fest at your house. He's a nice guy. I wish I, I mean, I could say that about a lot of people. I wish I had more time to sit and talk to you out there, but yeah. Sit and talk. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. Carpet fest. Oh man. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Y'all never been to one. <laughs> Boom. There you go. This is the one that um, Eric is on the shirt. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, and he's wearing another carpet fest shirt in it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like the Trippy. world of carpet fest. Um, oh, Ryan yeah. McVeigh's into Sabus. That's right. He's got at least a couple pairs. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about the him. He loves it. Yeah, there's stuff. always those. Uh, it's so weird, man. There's so many people that like uh, I've been hearing lately that are like under the radar that you don't know about that have like, you know, specific projects or things that you don't think that anybody's working with. And um, yeah, there's people working with them. You just don't know them. You know? Yeah, I Not th- everybody's I, on Instagram. <laughs> I think about that a lot. Like when it comes down to like, I wonder if I would ever stop working with species X. And then it usually comes down to like 
there would have to be some serious financial or space limitations because what I work with is what I like, but I'd always be worried about like, if I stop working with it and then other people stop, like what happens? Do they disappear? Like, what if I can never get them? Do I regret that? You know, mm-hmm. I think that was, uh, that was actually another point that, um, that Gary talked about and mm. basically saying, I can't remember what species it was, but um, he thought that same thing. Like, uh, well, no, I think it was Bowens because mm. Gary used to do sort of um, the, uh, I think he used to buy from the importers, mm-hmm. clean the animals up and then, you know, sell them off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he had all these Bowens, you know, oh, wow. years back. And uh, he wished that he had uh, held on to it. But it's interesting. His thing was, is like, and everybody will hear this when NBR comes out, but mm-hmm. it was like his thing for breeding, especially Savus, right? Because, uh, you know, we, we got into it. Why are they, are they trickier to breed or, you know, and it's not about any of that, but um, they just have to get cold. Yeah. You just oh, said okay. cold, like yeah. cold, like 60 degrees. So he takes pretty much everything he has to 60 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, right? We said that, right? And uh, I said, yeah, man, you know, you're saying 60 degrees. And I know, like, when I first started breeding carpets, it was like you you could take the carpet to 70, but if you took it below 70, it was like, Spontaneous oh, man, it, might be, yeah. <laughs> it might be dicey. You know, if you're at 68.5, things can go, go, go left real quick. Uh but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, to your point, sixty degrees is not cold. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I go about fifteen degrees slower than that sometimes on accident, and everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I guess I think the thing that I'm probably would worry about now with that, and uh, uh, eventually the monitors are going to move out of here and into my main room. Mm-hmm. Um, in the new cage because that's definitely warmer and uh, all that right. monitors and geckos and stuff will well some geckos will be in there mm-hmm. and some of the cooler stuff like i'm thinking that inlands brettles um i'm thinking maybe like i don't know some people have told me like keep that get womas colder and and you'll mm-hmm. have more success what's your thought with that lucas I think that makes sense. I think the (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) Um, I don't think that we can make any like blanket statements for Womas because there's so Uh many subpopulations in so many different regions with so many different climates. But the problem is all of our shit is a melting pot. So there's probably populations of Womas like the the central populations, Red Center, et cetera, et cetera, that would do well being cycled just as low as things like brettles. And, but then some of the other, uh, you know, population centers might be a lot more even keel, like shark based stuff's not going to be going through the same climate regime. So I think that that probably varies in actual like Australian specimen, but for the, you know, for the U S melting pot, I'd say it's, you know, might as well. (laughs) I don't know how to phrase this question correctly, so maybe you can help me through it. But like when you're saying that a population of the same species is in a different breeding 
regime because of the temperature that they're getting. Mm, I'm guesstimating. But no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get it. But like, do you think that? I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question. So, is like how it would kind that play of like in terms yeah, of taxonomy? Like, well, no, 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 no. Not from taxonomy point of view, but like it, it are biologically do they need the same thing? But they just are. I guess that wouldn't make sense. So never mind. Scratch. It. I mean, I'll the reason I'm <laughs> I'm trying to think of it in that more nuanced way is is right. like I've had to dig a little bit deeper um, in Lofman's conservation biology class with like haplotype networks and uh -huh. metapopulation dynamics. So same species, but in little different circles that may or may not import and export immigrate emigrate with each other right so i mean right. when you end up doing like genetic analysis of those isolated or not isolated locales a lot of the times they are slightly different and that's how you get different haplotypes so um there might only be like a handful of of differences genetically not enough to say it's anything different taxonomically but that can be uh enough of a difference to reflect some sort of a behavioral or you know adaptive change where you would see differences like you know if you catch an eastern indigo from the florida panhandle and try and release it in alabama they don't tend to do well that well they, they are different haplotypes is my understanding and, and they are gotcha. adapted to where they are at um and okay. i just thinking about you know australia is a big freaking place and yeah the yeah. womas in the red center are experiencing yeah. a lot more drastic variation in temperatures than like womas in queensland or womas up north um Hmm. Right. I mean, I would, I would yeah. think it would be quite different. Um, I think so you're, you're, the, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the question is what happens when you mix them? Where did our Womas come from in the first place? What has, what yeah. has been mixed and how much does it really freaking matter? But I guess my thought is if they like to get cold, okay, good. Get them cold. If they don't, it probably still doesn't hurt to get them cold like gotcha and you know i feel like it could only be a positive thing as long as you're giving them heat during the day um i don't know yeah i guess <laughs> i guess it's a i guess like my i guess where i was going with that is like um you know when a species is difficult to breed i never really thought about like i guess most of the species that I'm working with are from a specific spot, right? Mm -hmm. um, with specific temperatures to that area. But when you have, like, I'm just, I guess it's it's kind of like carpet pythons where you have the diamonds all the way down below. I mean, they are subspecies, I suppose, but um, they're just, they're different, different. So you probably couldn't take a Cape York and put it in down right. in Sydney and, and vice versa. Um, yeah. But, do you think that that could be uh, uh, an like could affect breeding? So, so for instance, if you're struggling with getting your womas going, 
is it possible that some require cooler temperatures and some not so much and you kind of have to fiddle with that like i guess that's kind of what i'm proposing but i definitely right. have no anything to to back it up it just yeah, yeah, seems yeah. to make sense in my head come on man this is this is gonna be coffee we, we don't have anything to anything yeah yeah that that it's is my that is my thought baby that's my theory okay. that the certain woma pythons from populations that experience cold freaking temperatures might need yeah. a little bit more cold to cycle properly than the ones where it doesn't um because yeah. they're not mixing to that degree. Like you might have some Womas going, you know, from the central population to the eastern population or whatever, but you're not going cross country. Like right. that's not happening. So Right. Um, well, I think I'm just thinking of as far as like whenever the first Womas, you know, made their way into other breeders' hands. Right. Ha- and they didn't know where it was that could have made a huge difference in the success, mm. you know, of, of breeding them. It so, could. or right. Right. On the flip or it side, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I might be completely <laughs> off base because right. we know that Womas that live where it gets below freezing simply go in a hole and then it's not right. that cold anymore. <laughs> so right. right. It could right. all totally be a wash. Um, I'm I just, guess that, that, that's sort of where where I was going with that, right? You have a, a species that are from different environments. They've adapted different behaviors in that environment to still give them the same biological needs, right? Does that make sense? Did it I absolutely that? does. And okay. so that that right. that might even be the more probable scenario. But okay. Both seem it took possible. Us a while, but you, you got it out of me. Okay. Very good. <laughs> But I mean, yes, I cooled mine and she still just laid all slugs. But it's Owen's fault. He broke it. <laughs> yeah, he broke that Woma. He broke that Woma five years ago. Yeah. Um, Boy's pretty big, too. Classic. I just wondered for like uh, Owen's uh, white lips. Maybe that could be a thought. And, you know, it's weird. You would think that olive pythons wouldn't have to get cold. But Owen didn't have success. And I know Nick has never really brought this up unless it's one of his trade secrets. Um, but, um, I don't think he gets them all too cold, but Owen got them cold and then he had a clutch, right? Which was just strange because you would think like in the Northern territory, it's more stable and it's not really going to get cold, but he dropped them like, I think he dropped them like Bradley. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. We know nothing <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> Albino citrus tiger. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> they're so nice. Wow, man. Yeah. Dude, you don't know how pumped you don't know how pumped I was when I, I like pulled the tub open and I saw that little shed around the water bowl. And I'm like, yes. And I pull up the little paper and I'm like looking in and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're switched on, man. They're they're something else for sure. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, this year, I'm going to put the male citrus tiger hat to the female and just do straight citrus tiger hat pairing. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Sweet. I think they'll even be better. 
You know, the caramel citrus tiger stuff turned out pretty nice. From I have a female yeah. I was growing up that turned out yeah, pretty interesting. That female uh, you sent me is, I want to say she's like three and a half years old now, something like that. Three years old. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, totally different color palette than, yeah. than the other citrus tigers. The yellow is different. It's more of like a canary, but it's different from a jungle yellow. It's... Yeah, those things are those things are wicked. I think next season I'm going to do another citrus tiger to citrus tiger, my original pair. Yeah, I'll have to send you some from that. Yeah, I, I need something you, from that. You need some straight citrus tiger mm -hmm, in your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the truth. Yeah, that is the sure. truth. Um, yeah. So I got a question for you guys: Have you ever had snakes that? won't eat either black and white or black mice i have never had that problem but at work every day so many people are like i need a white rat with a black stripe down its back and it has to be female or it won't be eaten <laughs> like what are you i've never had that experience i haven't either until now oh I've never I've never had it, and and I just went through and fed uh, last week. Have a week. mice racist snake? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> there were so many of them left behind. Uh, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what? To me, I would think that they would smell the same, and it's a mouse. I've got some customers that they they like. Can I get a rat as long as it's not an all white one? Because their snakes like won't really? eat the all white ones. Right. I've got a few yeah. people like that. Yeah. And every time I get one of those customers that has. Uh, color preference like that allegedly it's ball pythons yeah, <laughs> yeah. really yeah <laughs> i asked like yeah. what are you feeding i wonder banana blast super cherry to on top all python <laughs> <laughs> banana berry split with derpy herbs <laughs> the derpy herbs <laughs> dr derpy herb that was so oh, good man <laughs> that was great i love that shout out to chuck and justin chuck Bolin. Yeah, we just hero. got canceled. That's okay. <laughs> no, the snakes did. The yeah, ball python. Ball pythons yeah. are canceled. <laughs> canceled. Canceled. Some uh, BPs that yeah yeah. I don't know. That's weird. I've it's never had really that before. Weird. Never experienced that. I don't know what would have caused it. And I was just like, could this be a thing? Like, what's uh, what snake is it? It was, uh, what snake was it? Uh, there was a couple like younger jungle carpets, which I guess kind of makes sense, but you know, it comes sometimes they can be picky. And, um, there was, what was the other one? I think it was an IJ. It was a double head exantic granite. Hmm. You know? I'm always curious. Cause I mean, if you think about it, there aren't, you know, red eyed white lab mice running around in the wild. So it is kind of unnatural, but after several right. generations in human care and being, you know, hatched in human care, you'd think they've never seen otherwise. So, you know, and I'm assuming it started out of nowhere too. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is weird. I don't know. It was weird observation that, uh, that I saw. Yeah, that is weird. <clears throat> but weird, weird, very weird. strange. Yeah. I don't know. This I don't keep snakes that don't like to eat. <laughs> Typically, I don't either because I don't feed them all that much. So yeah. it's usually, like they don't, uh, you know. Uh, They're like, "Oh my god, the first time in years." 
That's that, I guess that's a good point that Richard brought up. Maybe the, the thermal signature of an all-white mouse might be different enough to spook them. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Would change the body temperature. Maybe I if don't. you were live, leaving, letting them out in the sun first. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, typically I heat. I do warm them up. I you know with like warm water, but I don't think that that right. would. It's not. Because it's a black mouse, it's not going to absorb more hot water, like the heat from the water, right? Or am I wrong with that? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think the, the okay. black being hotter is a is a light thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I think. Oh, my God. Physics. <laughs> <laughs> Does black heat up in the water? <laughs> Zach is... Zach is Dr. Loafman is going, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's in Costa Rica. Yeah. He like lucky him. I saw he, he left and then he's coming back for finals week and then he's going back to Costa Rica. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> just, just stay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He uh they did a breeding episode. Um I don't know if you guys happen to listen to that yet, but uh, mm-hmm. sort of like their brumation episode, but they did yep. a breeding episode. And I, I, when he, when he, when I started editing it, I was like, breeding episode. What is he doing a breeding episode now for? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, colubrin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I got to listen oh to God. it because the Lake Chapalas he sent me are locking up like crazy. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. That was pretty I cool. I sent him man. a picture because yeah. I, I really, you know, they're from Zach, so I didn't badger him for details. But I was like, How old are these? Are they are these old <laughs> enough to, to be doing this? And he was like, right. dot, 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 dot. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. It might just be uh, recreational. <laughs> um yeah, I, I yeah, Robert, to your point, I, I don't feed live, it's all frozen thaw. Um, but, uh, Owen, uh, just got a clutch before we went live for, from his uh-huh. King rats. That was pretty cool. Yeah. He must be those very things, happy about that. He can, those keep things are right up Owen's alley. Big, <laughs> angry colubrids. Dude. I, I, we were talking about it the other day and I was like, man, you should just be a colubrid guy, man. You just knock them out left and right. I don't know what you're doing. Wasting your time with pythons. Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I do hope he uh, he gets those blue beauties sometime soon. I really like the beauty snakes. Are they tricky to breed? Are they are they trickier to breed? I have no idea, but he's yeah. been not trying. A, not a lot of people have bred them. I don't know how tricky they are, but it's also availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one Taiwanese beauty yeah. at work, but there's no. It's not a pair. It's just a one off, and it's so pretty. Yeah. I mean, if you try and look them up as far as their taxonomic classification, it's fairly recent, and there's not a lot published on them too. So, like, right. they've only been around in herpetoculture for you know maybe fourteen, fifteen years or so. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad did this. He bred gerbils. <laughs> gerbils, responsible for the black plague, by the way. Rats get blamed, but it was the gerbils. Yeah. Um, I hate rodents. He, so do I, man. Dude, a rat bit me the other day when I was cleaning. It took every ounce of me to not grab that thing and throw it against the wall as hard as I could. It was like, I fucking hate you. I've never been bitten by a rat. Oh, pretty me bad, either. Man. I get bit by mice all the time, never rats. 
I had a, an adult female bite me on the knuckle right through the knuckle. Like you could have pierced it right after. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I fed her off to the, yeah, water the way monitor. their the way their teeth like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's she got, she, pleasant. she lost that battle. I fed her off to our water monitor immediately after that. <laughs> Rudy or the other one. Addy. Addy. I made sure it was painful and slow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dear, oh, dear. All right. The, the Anyways. Views, uh, for, for all you PETA members, the views of Riley Jameson for... does not reflect MBR network. <laughs> Sorry for everybody who likes the rats, numbers. Just snakes got to eat. <laughs> but they're cute as babies. Yeah. I, I had pet rats as a kid. I, I, I have love for rats. I not have, for mice, though. I appreciate the pet ones. It's interesting. You talk to people, the the ones that are bred for food behave completely different than oh, ones that are yes. bred for pets. Like just, is, it seems very heritable for them. It um, is. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, no, the, the, the pet lines of rodents exactly. are fine, but super social, like yeah. pet rats smart. are fun. Very Doing smart. mazes and all that cool stuff. Yeah. 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 Spend most fetch, of their time. Run into the fridge and fetching your drinks. Go get me a beer, rat. Really? <laughs> Come back with us. You can't call people that. No, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I want a capybara. <laughs> a capybara and an anaconda. You'll be Those are cool. And a hot tub. Get a wombat. Ooh. Wombats yeah, are there cool. You go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what does your fiance, what does your fiance do at the zoo? What is she in charge of? Mammals or giraffes, right? Um, yeah. So her section is mostly hoofstock. So it's hoofstock, uh, okay. Giraffes. They've sent a few things out because they're doing some restructuring, reformation, and then in a few years they're actually relocating the zoo. But um, oh. she does oh, giraffes, wow. ostriches. She oversees. Uh, a little bit with okapi, kangaroo, cheetah, and then they just got in two Galapagos tortoises that are being moved into her area because of, that's where they have the space. So, gotcha. But, yeah, I got some go good visit. variety. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Are yeah. Cool as hell. <laughs> they are. They're uh, they're interesting, man. They're weird. They're so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Do you ever miss it? Do you ever miss being at the zoo? I don't know. I mean, I, I deliver the, like the, their weekly bugs usually. Um, uh-huh. So I get to go see like old coworkers and that's fun. And I still get invited to, you know, like social outings with some of them and whatnot. But um, I don't know, man, as far as the actual physical work goes, like thinking about it. No, I don't. No. Um, yeah. Not because it's like that I don't like it, but I did the actual physical labor part of it for so long that like my back and my body just can't do it for that much longer. And like, unless I could transition into a partial, like, you know, supervisor working desk job and do it in spurts. Like I just, I I don't think I can hang. It just, Mm, it just beats you up, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not easy and you don't get, compensated heavily for your no, efforts yeah. <laughs> no i mean if you make it to manager you do all right like if you get to a supervisor position even in smaller zoos you'll do all right but those positions are few and far in between and it's hard to get there because the people that are there generally want to stay there and it's right they made it they want to retire you know and you can't blame them and zoos are uh 
limited on budget, space, resources, and all that stuff. So it is what it is. But if mm-hmm. you're in the right place, right time, you can absolutely, you know, do 30 years in a, in a zoo setting and, and live well and retire if it's, you know, the right path. So. Not at the NPR zoo. <laughs> <laughs> no retirement. Work you die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll pay you good, but you got to stay for life. <laughs> for life. The beatings yeah. will continue. Part of the yeah. ship, part of the crew. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Mandatory, yeah, mandatory sucks, right? bites. <laughs> because if you become manager of that, you're now not probably not working with the, the animals as much as you're now working with the people, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I think every facility yeah. is different. If it's a bigger facility, the details, yeah, you, you probably do more office type work and less with the animals, but you probably do participate and oversee things like medical procedures or uh, transfers or breeding and things like that. So you might oversee some of the more important things, but um, yeah, you you do have to deal more with people and scheduling and making sure like all the things are ordered and, you know, the teams are communicating with one another and everybody has materials and, you know, again, depending on the size of the facility, Sometimes you're also doing, um, you know, the time card stuff and making sure that's squared away. And then there's meetings and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it never ends. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Creature says taking care of animals that aren't your own is sometimes like taking care of kids that aren't yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the best part is you get to go home at the end of the day. Yeah. Like there's always true. that you get to at the end of the day. You, it's finite at some point, even and if you love the animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently in the chat, everybody's been bitten by bearded dragons that have uh, done some damage. Bearded dragons are capable oh, of damage. They just tend not to. <laughs> I've right. never been bit by a bearded dragon. I haven't either. But when I was at the vivarium the first time around in 2019, one of the coworkers that had been there forever got the top of his thumb bit off, like through the nail. And I was I was very impressed. Sweet. Very impressed. That's cool. Holy shit! They got, <laughs> yeah, the strength is no joke, but they're just always so derpy. They never bite. Yeah, they're so inbred now at this yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> like the derpy herbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, oh, Robert. Holy Robert, shit. why you gotta put us all to shame with that? <laughs> Where's uh where's Bratz? Let's get Bratz over here. Yeah. Hit him with the Aatrox. Aatrox <laughs> yeah. I've heard that Copperheads were not as I sh- I shouldn't say not, you know not as fatal, I guess as uh mm-hmm. you know, less likely to be fatal. I think everybody's biology is different, but yeah, they are always purported to be like the beginner, like not as deadly <laughs> ones, but that seems to also bite people in the ass sometimes. Hey, my woma's yeah. digging. Nice. That's my favorite. <laughs> she does nice. it regularly. I love seeing that. I just put her in the new enclosure and there's all this new bedding. So she's sitting there like scooping this whole corner out. <laughs> it's super cool to see. They're That's the awesome. Were you going to say what your worst bite was, Lucas? I'm sorry. I cut you off. Oh, yeah. Oh, my you, worst bite yeah. was that blackhead today. <laughs> oh, really? That's it? Damn. Yeah, I don't get bit very much. Uh, good for you. I, 
I think my worst bite was probably from a Burmese python, mm. a big 18-foot Burmese python. That was not fun. That's not good. That not, no, that, that was not fun. That could really take then, your breath away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I remember, too, the first time I went over to Matt Minnetola's spot, um, he has he had, at the time, he had this really big retic. I mean, she was probably maybe 12 to 16 feet, something like that, you know, Jeez. big snake. So, you know, we're looking through his stuff and obviously I don't even know why I didn't have any like desire to hold her, but he's like, yeah, let me take her out. And I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. You know? And, and then, and then like we take her out and he's, 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 he's getting her out and she's kind of like wrapped around. I can't remember if it was my leg or his leg, but like her tail was kind of wrapped around one of her legs and she just slowly <laughs> like came around and she was just about to nail me. And that's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like pulling <laughs> her back. And it was like so slow motion. It was like, uh, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's like right here, when almost. their mouth was about to open, you know? But. Yeah. When that happens, it does kind of go in slow motion a little bit. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, on, uh, on Tuesday, my coworker like just narrowly missed adult blood python shot to the, to the no, no square. Oh, <laughs> in basketball shorts, Ooh. he had he had holes in the shorts, like oh. two inches south of of Yowzers. the family jewels. The Yowzer trousers. <laughs> oh no, that was nuts. It was yeah, literally. <laughs> that uh, huge blood python. Wow, mm. huge blood python. Yeah, dude, those things they punch. they're like a di- they're so different. Yeah, I remember we were doing a photo shoot. I was taking some pictures for Matt, and just the way that they they like twitched their eyes and shit right before they're gonna strike. Whereas like mm. with a an arboreal type of snake, or most of the pythons that I work with, it's pretty. You can you can they, they I don't know how to explain it, they but there's, you know when it's coming, right? Yeah. You know, yes, yeah. Um, but with them, it's just like, and it's like they're a spring. They just like yes. it. It's and they nuts. don't really have to charge up very much. They yep. can just no. It's <laughs> so freaking quick. I've I've gotten the ones at the shop to like mellow out a little bit over the years. Nice, and like I can shit out of me. <laughs> I can handle even that really big boutique and move her around and shed and like just as long as I'm pretty supportive and deliberate. But I got grabbed the other day, like a quick hit, and like mm. I almost didn't realize what had happened because I was like, "What the hell?" And then like later, I was like, felt something warm. There's blood running down my arm because <laughs> the T positive golden eye female just. Man, I was like, hey, what's your problem today? I was like, what the hell? You still got those yeah. over in the corner with like 10 inches to work with, too. <laughs> 16 inches. Uh, <laughs> I hate up trying to change those waters. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Now I do it every week. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Would, no, um, they're not so bad. As you guys being mostly, I would say, mostly like a boreal type snakes structured snakes blackheads maybe in walmas kind of maybe similar <laughs> not really but similar whereas like short we'll tails are it. completely different <laughs> well yeah short tails are completely different than that How, do you ever do you ever see yourself wanting to work with a short tail or 
I I think yeah. I'd breed ball pythons before wanting a blood. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just is it? I think it must be the, the uh, for me it's the body shape, right? You know, I don't because like it's them. so alien <laughs> from what I'm used to. You know, I like active snakes that do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. If you've seen some of Matt's animals, you might change yeah. your mind. <laughs> I, I fully admit they're gorgeous. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I it's, tried them, man. They didn't work for me. I, I understand. I understand them. I get them. Yeah. Like I appreciate them. I think they're cool. I don't know. I think about that every once in a while, especially every season where we're hatching out babies. Like I've got access to like golden eyes, pixels, all these crazy bloods and just it's like eh, i don't know yeah i just you know i like i want to be excited about an animal and if i'm already like me exactly yeah. yeah and then like if you if your goal is to breed i'll tell you right now those things they, they're, they're just like one here one there goes like very slow moving that market is so weird i don't get it yeah i think yeah. <clears throat> I think it makes it difficult, right? For the like, I think of the Borneos and the crazy genetics that are mm -hmm. involved. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's probably polygenic or poly, you know, uh, something along those lines. But still, you know, to I, I guess it's you know, how do you sell like a morph type project when you know what are they? Chondro people i mean come on yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's hard it's a confusing thing to explain yeah i guess the reds and the the bloods are that's, probably easier because yeah. the, the genetics are more straightforward you know so. yeah that's that's incomplete dominant and recessive all day so yeah um yeah. but yeah but, no it's it's interesting i don't know i think they're i think if you're set up for working with like that climate liking group of species they do really well you know lower hot spot higher humidity less fluctuation of things i don't think they're that difficult i just no no yeah i don't know and i don't even like regularly take my animals out all the time it's not like i want something to go play with so it's not that they're so sedentary i don't mind that i just i don't know what about <laughs> uh okay so if you could is there a species of boa that you would want to work with? Yes. Riley. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, that's – yeah, Lucas, you go for it because mine's not oh, going to be a quick sure. answer. I mean, I, I would definitely do Sanzinia. Um, you know, I, I've been – I'm taking care of the group we have at the Vivarium right now, and they're really freaking cool. Um, yeah. They're she's just on another – planet like they they look like nothing else and yeah uh, i really enjoy their personalities um one of the little the ones greens the or the mandarins? they're mandarins um mandarins. i would do yeah i would do sanzinia i i like dumerals but i it wouldn't be the top of my list and i love uh rubber boas i'd do that just for the you know the cool novelty of having something that i could find 10 minutes up the road you know i, I love that mm -hmm. right plus i haven't right. ever found one so i might have to get one to see one so <laughs> the wild ones yeah. outsmart me <laughs> yeah nice yeah justin 
you mentioned one of those holy grail boas, the the ground boa right there, Acrantophus madagascariensis that you just yes. don't ever see. That would yes. definitely be up there. Um, yep. I'm I'm a sucker for those beautiful locality red tails, like hmm. all the Pucalpa, Guyana, Peruvian, Amarali, like all that stuff. But I mean, Argentines are badass too. I mean, Travis Johnson, every time I go to his house, I hang out with his Argentines and those things are just insane. And then we've got some, uh, some of the max pink ones at the shop that are growing into pretty spectacular animals. Um, no Amazon basins. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. To be completely honest, I haven't had too much opportunity to interact with them, so maybe that would change my opinion on them in time. But um, I don't know. I think I would want want to really delve into something obscure that either has like a lot to still be worked out, or um, yeah, like the maybe the nebulosas, the, the cloud boas. Um, Dan Maleri put out a, a video not too long ago showing the, the top 10 like rarest yeah. reptiles he's either kept or had come through his hands and he put up a, a photo of those cloud boas um, from yeah. like the 90s I mean that yeah. thing was crazy the saddles were huge they were like black the animal had this like smoky charcoal ash wash to it but the spearhead and just the the bread loaf body, but it was just different. I don't know, man. Those things are pretty unique. Um, <laughs> no more Boa talk back to carpets. Yeah. I don't know. I could, I could Patience. go down. Yeah. I could really go down like the rabbit hole, Puerto Rican boas, Jamaican boas, Cuban Jamaicans boas. I would get dude. Okay. Jamaicans are, that's Jamaicans, what Rob, Rob Stone posts a lot, right? Yeah. Those are the, yeah. they're like the, the, the equivalent of like a Bradley. They, they start orange and they go to black. Oh, yeah. They're just, I don't fantastic. know enough about them to want them, but when I see the pictures, I'm like, damn, <laughs> the, uh, I saw those, I saw those animals in person. Yeah. Those things are nuts. Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable the colors. Musky, feisty babies, but man, they're cool. Um, oh yeah, I think they're even that way as adults. But yeah, you know, a little bit. I don't really handle my snakes all that much, so who knows? I don't know. Is that the, the uh, only one on your list, Eric? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no. Hog Island boas. No, no. A lot of those I, dwarf boas. I think the next thing on my list would probably be. Um, well, I, I would, I would love to grab an inland, um, cause we just saw that Justin produced a uh, clutch. Oh, I think got a clutch. Always. Justin, oh. I want on the list. But yes, I was going to bring that up too. Uh, I need, I need. Justin got some inlands. Good. Eggs, okay. eggs look good. A-A-R oh, were you line. saying what bow is what I like? Yeah. Just the Jamaican. To answer your own question. I mean, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I like, I like all the types of boas but to me jamaicans that's that's the one that i okay. would uh would jump into um, okay but uh got it back to back carpets, to carpets. <laughs> <laughs> we got aar um i think yeah a I lot of those. people are gonna be wanting 
to get their yeah. hands on those. So Justin. that's what it pays to herp with Justin all the time and have him on the podcast network. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you know, no, I'm just kidding. Time to pay no, your next network. Actually, no. <laughs> Justin has another carpet that I would, I am much more interested in than, uh, you know, that thing. Uh, uh, Me too. I take yes, some. Yes. I don't My know what y'all grossed. are talking about, but he has Western blackhead babies cooking yes. from Casey Lazic stuff. So that's what Ooh. I need to call the good doctor for. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Look in the private chat. Huh? All I'm saying is oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah, fiance yeah. said I can't put snakes on the wedding registry. That doesn't mean you can't send me snakes as a wedding <laughs> gift. <laughs> I just don't uh, have to put it on a list for her right. to see. Fact. Just saying. Fair enough. Same yeah, goes for if Owen. I give you if I give you a whole bunch of snakes for your for your wedding, then you know. <laughs> Your then wife is going to be like, "Wow, that Eric is pretty cheap, man. He didn't even get us a gift." <laughs> and you're like, yeah, no, man. <laughs> he, 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 he didn't uh, get us a gift at all. You know? He just, you know, uh, he's a busy guy, and uh, I'll, uh, you know what? I'll make something. I'll go buy a gift and say it's from you. Yeah, there you go. All right, there we enough. go. Well, I'll do an anonymous. <laughs> I'll do an anonymous oh, yeah. purchase off of the registry, and then she's like, "That must have been him." I'm like, yeah, "That must yeah. be yeah. process of elimination." His name on it. Yeah, anonymous. Him and his, his wife. He didn't. He didn't want. Uh, you didn't know that. Uh, this is what he got you. Um, <laughs> did you, uh, Eric? When when you guys had Gary on, did you talk to him about diamonds? I did. Yes, because um, I saw that he just acquired Brett Bender's diamonds from Greg Heim's stuff. Right. Yes. Posting Not about that right today. That's diamonds? what I wanted. That's what I was going to say. What the Brett? hell is Brett doing? <laughs> Brett. I don't know. He gets other lips and gets rid of diamonds. What's wrong with how dare you, sir? <laughs> and he gets the bumpy ball pythons and gets rid of diamonds. But good, good for Gary. God. Gorgeous animals. Yeah. yeah. Brett, Brett just went down a notch in my book. <laughs> Brett, <laughs> what? Dare we you. will have an intervention. Yeah. Stay safe, my friend. If you're listening to this <laughs> and you have more diamonds you tried to get rid of, text me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to get, never mind. Okay. We're, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to uh, yeah. see more of those. Yeah, we, we did talk about diamonds. He did, uh, he did talk about um, the, uh, what is it? The Gothenburg, Gothenburg Zoo mm-hmm. line. Um, right. He was saying that, um, I think he said he talked to Josh Easter and Josh, Josh, Josh Easter <laughs> said yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah, right. Said it was bullshit. So, yeah. Yeah. Because there is what, no the locality. Gottenberg Zoo or <laughs> yeah, there that that's that doesn't exist. So oh, apparently. there's not even a zoo. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not where I thought you were going. That's just that's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate or not, but mm. that that's what he said, you know. And yeah. it's weird. We did talk about how we did talk about how the diamond python world seems to be the most i don't i mean this in the most loving way fanatical about um lineage purity um whereas um you know like jungle carpets don't seem to be as much like they've accepted mm-hmm. that there might be other things floating around in in them 
Totally. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Selling those yeah, diamonds. I, I haven't. <laughs> There's a children's zoo in Gothenburg, Sweden. I don't know. With goats and things. I thought that they were pretty. I, I don't know, man. I thought I thought that was pretty legit. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I've only heard other people tell me about the diamond python community i've obviously have never participated but i've heard that it's a pretty unique culture <laughs> there's a there's a zoo 50 kilometers Youth. east of gothenburg maybe it's that call them <laughs> did you, you have any diamonds for sale <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live on there have you ever <laughs> had spilota <laughs> and can i yes. have some please yes um yeah i don't know man it's 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 uh it, yeah the diamond world is 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 just a different and it's funny when you have somebody like nick uh who's <laughs> on that same level that says that those guys are intense <laughs> It's kind of like what? <laughs> Look in the mirror, mutton. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Cue Michael yeah. Jackson, man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you that's, doing? That's man? a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One day, I know that the Cypress Key Creek ones came up. Uh, you know, I I find that one particularly interesting because there's a group of people. Nick being one of them that believe that there are pure. And then there's a group of people that say that's bullshit and mm. they fight with each other all the time on the internet. And here we Classic. are. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that always ends very well. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm they assuming the together and love. I'm assuming whatever, whatever people or documents were involved in the importation of those animals are no longer accessible. I don't think it's I think it's one of those things where and see, again, this is why I don't understand why we pick and choose which ones we think are good and which ones we don't think are good. And it really comes down to whoever has them and whether or not we like that person at the time. And then if sure. we do, then, you know, we accept it as pure. Sure. If we don't, then we don't, you know. Gotcha. Um, and uh, it's just one of those things. It really comes down to the one guy and he says that he got them and that you know they were pure mm -hmm. and da 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 and mm -hmm. you know then you have other people that are saying no they're mixes and crosses and you don't know where they came from and uh, you know and this guy's more or less saying that like you know he pretty much took them out of Australia himself but <laughs> you know yeah I don't know you know right exactly sure. politics politics yeah I feel I, like yeah. there's always questions that somewhere in the line that cannot perfectly be answered even if the person is still alive that knows the answer mm -hmm. so here was another interesting thing and i'm curious to get your guys thoughts on this right so i was watching so we got we're working we're landscaping our outback and uh, my wife is buying all these different plants so she was you know she was looking them up on youtube she's like can you show can we watch can you show me a video about whatever i don't even remember what species they were but the guy was talking about them and they're all hybrids. So like hmm. they're like sort of, you know, breeding these different plants to sort of, you know, you want you want the, you know, insect repelling of this or the, you know, uh, the, this one attracts a certain type of bee, hummingbirds. 
it stays a smaller shrub as opposed to what you would find in you know if you saw it in the wild in nature it would be a it'd be a bigger bush or whatever and they've like just they've just embraced that they're you know just frankensteining the shit out of these plants and then i thought about it and it was like they do the same with dogs so what is it mm-hmm. that you know like what is it about snakes that we don't do that like why why are we so specific like why 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 does that such a hang up with with snake keepers are are some of those plants considered rare some of them are yeah <clears throat> good I, question the, yeah i don't know <laughs> I, i'm trying to think of certain certain I think plants factors we place value on as a hobby aside just from like whatever somebody says it costs like you know rarity uniqueness if it's flashy and how it looks uh if it can live a long time other I don't know I I, I, I don't know I I seem to uh, think that oh go ahead Lucas go ahead um I I was just gonna say I think plants are are just a different case altogether because like human history is fucking with plants. That is right. why we are here wearing clothes, staring at a light screen yeah. in, in a city because somebody's like, point. if I move this plant over here, put it in dirt, I have more food. So like that people have been hybridizing and cultivating and selective breeding plants to be whatever they need it to be for a very, right. very long time. And then with sure. dogs, Dogs, yeah, that was the other one. They're domesticated. Like, you don't have somebody that's like, I have a Icelandic locale wild dog F1. Like, you know, we, we're not trying to have something that represents a wild animal anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I, th- I think that's the difference. So one of the things that Gary brought up that I thought was an interesting point is like, especially for like, so he's, I think he's like 54 and I'm 48. So we're like sort of from that same time frame of, uh, you know, growing up in the world. And he was sort of saying like, when we looked at books, when we were younger, there wasn't, there was no internet, there was none of that stuff. So our information about reptiles was basically taken from books. And when you're reading those books, everything is presented as a species because even back then you didn't really have morphs and there was no desire to cross anything. Now, granted, maybe the taxonomy wasn't correct, but that's sort of how you looked at it, you know? So maybe it's been burned into our brains of those old school herpers of, you know, this is the way it should be rather than just breed whatever you can breed type of deal. But I don't know. I thought that was, uh, it was just, <clears throat> it was interesting, you know. It's definitely interesting. So, yeah, I think, like, like, like usual, it just kind of comes down to what you're drawn to. What yeah. draws you to have a home full of snakes in a box? Like, right, right. You know, right. Is it the pretty colors, or is it that you want nature behaviors? In your home? Is it right? Yeah, exactly. You want to know that what you are looking at is representative of a you know specific animal from a specific place that it's really there right now like i don't know right what do you so let me ask this 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 would be interesting to hear what your guys thoughts are because you're young so like with us right there's specific species that 
stick out to me from reading specific books, right? There was this book, TFH book that was called Pythons and Boas. And I think that's where I fell in love with Burmese pythons. That's where I fell in love with diamond pythons, um, green tree pythons. Um, so do you, what, what, is, what is the thing that when you guys were coming into herpticulture, uh-huh. was it, a website? Was it a forum? Was it a Facebook put? Like what, what is that animal that when you saw it, you were like, Oh shit, what is that? And like really to this day has sort of burned into your brain that that's an animal that you want to work with one day. I, I remember vividly cause it wasn't that long ago. I didn't have snakes till sophomore year of college. You, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it was a Google image yeah. search of Woma pythons. And Woma pythons. this picture of somebody holding a super high contrast Woma in their hand. I have the picture still, and it, I saved it on my phone as like a, well, that is what I want. <laughs> so right. that's what got me. And then YouTube videos, you know, uh, the complete carpet book, Brettles jumped out at me out of everything in that book. Just looking at the pretty pictures, but yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Google, Google. How about you, Riley? Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know what, like my first snake I got before I really knew about the whole culture of everything. Right. So I would say I've been keeping reptiles before I knew about herpetoculture. And then I found right. out about herpetoculture in probably 2011 2012 at towards the end of college um when i was starting to work at the zoo and that's when i found out about the southern california show scene and things like that and that's when i started having my mind blown on the on the daily um but i would say the first like profound moment of when i saw an animal that like the image is etched into my brain is the first time i saw a big adult female jungle carpet staring at me from the back of a uh, a boa file cage ready to like absolutely light me up if i made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> and it was my first time seeing something like that and i was like oh look at that head oh look at all oh, look at that black it's beautiful oh my goodness this thing wants to kill me Right. I need, I need these. I need these right here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, yeah, at that point I was like definitely getting jungles. And then I, I think that was the year I bought, um, my first jungle carpet that, nice, that yeah. female that passed on me was that, that animal. So, yeah. I wonder if you'll have the same experience when you get to my age where you'll look back and you'll be romanticizing that, you know, infancy of you into herpticulture you know like that 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 there's specific I, I hope you guys have it but there's like specific animals i think i think for me right we we were talking about this too um when it comes to australia for me mm-hmm. and i think because was back into reptiles from when i kind of left it for a while steve Irwin was was you know he was on fire at that point and I was just like, wow, look at all these freaking cool animals that live on this planet. They're just so different than anything else in the world. And, you know, um, I guess just 
how infectious he was. Yeah, I know there's issues with him and the free handling and all the, you know, on all that stuff. And I know, you know, blah blah blah. Different but era no, doesn't no apply. Issues to me. <laughs> Different era does not apply. Yeah. He gets a so, pass. Yeah. Um, but I think that that really in the skin um iterate I can't fucking talk to the iteration. <laughs> iteration. I don't know why I want to say iteration. Reiteration, um, you're gonna make a reiteration. Oh, god, yeah, <laughs> uh, that uh, that Australia had such a uh, impact on me, so yeah, I it's interesting. I, I like to sit back and kind of look at what everyone's doing and kind of think of their current status with their animals and how it relates to whatever stage they're at in their keeping. Right, like yeah. we all kind of go through stages and waves. There's the initial excitement and honeymoon phase that tends to lead us into the Noah's Ark phase, which then tends to lead us into more of a focused exploratory phase, which can sometimes repeat itself a few times until you find your focus. And if you're still around at that point, then you either go one of two routes where you're hyper-focused forever or you're hyper-focused until you burn out on that and then you need some more waves of focus right. and lack of and focus and lack of but i think everybody that sticks around long enough at some point once they're tired of whatever they're trying to accomplish or they've accomplished whatever their goals were for the breeding or exploring new species or whatever it is when they're ready to just you know do the the enjoyment personal enjoyment angle of it all i think that's when you start seeing the the stage of like going back to appreciating the roots and the foundation and, you know, where your heart's really at, which is kind of where you're at essentially, right? Like you, the, yeah. the natural animals for what they are and the experience of having them, not so much packing all the genes in and literally checking all the boxes or whatever. It's, it's now, it's less about breeding everything and more about appreciating the, the few things that are, you know, special. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. And I guess he just, it just hit a chord with me because he was talking about, you know, as you get older in herpticulture, you know, I'm not going to give it all away, but right. um, it, it was just an interesting conversation. It really kind of like made me think like, Oh, okay. There's somebody else that's kind of going through the same type of thing. Like, there was just a comment that he made, like, you know, maybe I have like 10 more breeding seasons left, mm -hmm. you know, and you think about that and it's like, yeah. 10, <laughs> you know, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a real, a really good point. Like how long do you realistically think you're going to have the energy to go through constantly getting rodents and constantly sure. pairing yeah. and cleaning animals and constantly maintaining and spending money and constantly going through the breeding cycles of, incubating and getting babies started and then the selling and and rinse and repeat like how you know how long and the answer is different for everybody for yeah a multitude yeah. of reasons right and, and there's no like right or wrong or good or bad because everybody's path is you know sure. whatever it is right and yeah. there's no shame in like leaving it because you can always come back or if you want to leave it and be done with it and it's a chapter you close on your life and you've accomplished stuff or whatever, you know, as long as you're okay with your decision at the end of the day, I mean, 
um, you know, it, it's very realistic. Eventually you're going to get tired of cleaning snake crap, right? Yeah. Eventually you're going to want to wake up and not have to go down and check, you know, hundreds of animals. You'd rather yeah. go enjoy a handful or something like that. And that's, you know, that's where some people sign off and that's nothing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's where my dad's at. Right. I think he's always going to have this um, desire to care for something. Right. Um, whether it's plants, I know for, you know, he, he has, it's crazy to me, but he has like this amazing garden where he grows all his, uh, you know, their own vegetables and fruit and, you know, he's, he's got everything from grapes to corn to lettuce to, you know, tomatoes to blueberries to strawberries, cantaloupe, you know, you name it. He's And he's doing this in this backyard. Cantaloupe. And like cantaloupe. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Hard to um, do melons. <laughs> he does honeydew too. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. yeah. yeah. See, Dude. the nice thing about that is even though they're not breeding and you know, somebody isn't breeding or on the forefront of the industry, there's still so much they have to offer and, you know, so much people can learn from like your dad. I just, yeah, like I just look literally at like, like he, the, to me, the biggest lesson your dad exemplifies is just slow down, just stop and smell the coffee, like literally sit and watch and just figure yes. it out and just do it and trust what you're seeing. And, you know, just, yes. just roll with it and you'll figure it out. And, and his success is an absolute testament to that. And then on top of that, the 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 underlying lesson amongst all of it is that he's not going on social media and and you know showing oh, off no. his work or publicizing it, and even yeah. for the best reasons. He's not doing yeah, it. Sure. He's yeah. it's simply because he it's enjoys the shit out of it. And like, it's, is yeah. there anything more pure than that? Is like, can you argue against that in any way? No, that's, that's literally what we should all be striving for is to have that I'm level very, of enjoyment. I'm very jealous of it, to be honest. Yeah. Like I'm very yeah. jealous of that. Just ability to, to just be like, I don't really care what this is mine. This is my, my personal world and my per in it. And, you know, I don't care what people think or say, or, you know, I don't, you know, you, you bred it 10 times and you're telling me this is wrong. I, I, I don't, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't even exist in his world. Right. Because yeah. he's, he's not going on Facebook or anything like that. So, yeah. And, and very, you know, I don't know. I think that's where the hobby has that innate love for the naturalistic and the creating of vivariums. Cause it kind of comes from that yes. pure nature and that essence. Yeah. Been, I think uh, it's yeah go, go ahead. ahead sorry no 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 go oh I mean I was just gonna say I've been growing plants on my balcony and I have my first little blueberries nice yeah. eating speaking nice, of gardens dude. so I like nice. gardening too That's good. <laughs> it's quite relaxing man it I just really sat is. out there today and just like was just picking all the dead leaves off of the tomato plants yeah, to like just, yeah. try and make it focus on the fruits yeah. <laughs> I think there must I'll be something days. like deep in our dna somewhere that makes us like yeah. enjoying you know like deep down in the yeah yeah uh, i have DNA. space to grow cactus and i give that to the tortoises so okay that's cool dude yeah. i thought like my cactus like so it's i stuck a pad in the dirt years ago and it's done all this cattywampus frankenstein shit and we had some crazy rain a few weeks ago 
and the wind came with it and it toppled this thing halfway over and it was just starting to bloom. And I was like, Oh no. And I like tried to pick it up and the thing just snapped in half from all the weight. So I literally just stuck it right in the dirt and the flowers were just like, okay. And they just kept going. I'm like, you can't freaking kill this thing. Not even I can ruin this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it's oddly satisfying. And then I get, I get why people are into gardening. Like that's, yeah. that's, and especially when there's a way you can apply it to your animals, like pff, hell yeah, say no yeah. more. It's um, it's ah, it's it's weird for me, right? Because I'm in this, I'm in the middle. Like I see you guys, and you're you're sort of in the you know younger part of your herp career, right? And and I see my dad, and he's in the twilight of his herp career, <laughs> and I'm sort of like in the middle here, and I'm like well, that looks pretty cool, but that looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a strange thing. But So what you need is a reptarian or a serpentarian of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you no, can do both. No yeah. Six ninety nine for an ounce of blueberries. Good Lord. Six ounces. Sorry for six ounces. Oh, but still. You better, you better be cutting that stuff, diluting it and selling it on the street for more. Tiny clamshells of blueberries, and they're from like freaking chili. They're not even what you want. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah, my I did broccoli as well, but it was killed by aphids, and I'm going to tear you know rip that out and get another blueberry. I just want a small forest of blueberries. Those uh, tourist mites will eat aphids. Too late. Oh, I want to talk about those. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about my. I showed my boss about those. I showed my boss those, and he was like, "No freaking way!" I was like, "Yeah, check it out. You can buy them right here." So I was I was talking to Riley about this last week before we went on the show, but I'll, I'll talk about it. Right. So there was um, from so from the last carpet fest. So what was that? Twenty nineteen, maybe. Twenty nineteen was the last one. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty nineteen, maybe. Okay, maybe. so. What seems to happen at every carpet fest and why I am so crazy this year specifically about, you know, having carpet fest at my house. It's not because I don't want people in, but it just seems that every time I tell people not to bring snakes, they bring snakes. I tell people, if you're coming from Hamburg, you're not going in my snake room. They go in my snake room. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're doing it to be rude or ignorant or assholes or anything like that. But it's just one of those things where it's like, maybe they don't listen to the podcast so they don't know, you know, so I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. But the issue is, is that after carpet fest, somehow I get this influx of mites. And mm-hmm. if anybody knows when you have a huge collection and you have mites, it is an absolute nightmare. And yeah. I would get rid of them and then they would come back and I would get rid of them and they would come back and I would get rid of them and they would come back. And it just seemed like every year I'm battling the same thing. And I just, I can't, it, it, it almost, it almost takes you to the point where you don't want to do, like, you just like, I'm turning in the towel. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, so I've been clean for God. I guess it's been nine months, maybe 10 months, something like that. So it's been a long time, right? But 
I'm just so nervous now that it that it goes into the spring that is like as all of a sudden I'm gonna see something. So I heard Nipper talking about it on the Venom Exchange radio with Phil. And he was talking about these Taurus mites. And I've heard about it before and 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 whatnot. And I was like, eh, you know, let me just be make this a precaution because I think I've used frontline, I've used um Prevenomite, but I think that frontline has definitely killed some of my snakes a hundred percent i think that they you know for whatever reason i i yeah. can't you know i mean it can't treat be good them. for them it's a chemical weeks, that yeah. you want to kill things <laughs> right exactly um and then they would be dead and you're like okay well i you know um i've i've seen um i've had an animal that was fine and then it went neuro uh so that that wasn't good so i'm just like there's got to be a better way to do that well the better way is to prevent it right so that you don't get it at all um so anyway uh, i listened to nipper he said it's a game changer i i went online i researched it he actually bought it on amazon uh-huh. and i got two of these jars they're like this big you have to use it 24 hours from when it comes and it comes in like this dirt and you just basically take this scoop of dirt and you throw it in the enclosure. That's it. <laughs> yep. And so in the dirt, there's mites that eat mites. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And so the idea is that they will stay in the tub that you put them in or the cage and hunt yes. out all the mites. If there's Correct. nothing for them to feed on, they die. They die. That's wild. So can they can they bite people? No, they don't. No. You're not their prey. So there's this uh, gentleman locally who's an entomologist and he's a customer of mine and he comes in and I talk weird bug stuff with him all the time. And it was right after the tourist mite discussion. And I was like, have you ever heard of these? He's like, oh, yeah, I keep colonies of these at, at the office all the time year round. I can keep them alive for a few months at a time and then I'll get more and start over. And he's like talking about all the different scientific names of the different groups. He's like, but yeah. The uh the hypolopsis or whatever the hell it is, I was like, oh yeah, that's the one I was just reading. I just, like saw the name of it, and he's like, yeah, I can keep them alive for a few months. You just you know mist them down, keep them humid, keep them some soil, and uh, they'll eat mites, uh, aphids, uh, fleas, things like that. You know, just little insects. And I was just like, what? You mean you yeah. know about this stuff? <laughs> yeah. And then and I tell my boss about it, and he's like mind blown and and i'm thinking of all the applications and the top two applications i'm thinking of are people who keep venomous collections and people who do bioactive because then if you have a mite outbreak you don't have to put your hands on a venomous snake nor do you have to rip up a beautiful bioactive yeah. enclosure and murder all your isopods mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so taurus yeah. mites that just is go on really amazon interesting thing i yeah. might I might do that just for fun. I don't have mites right now, but there's a lot of springtails. Well, they're not cheap. Uh, It's like 25, 30 bucks for like, you know, a small bottle or whatever. And depending on how many animals are enclosed. Yeah, it's like a bottle like this. Yeah, that that one's like 30 something bucks. Right. Yeah. So, okay. okay. I did. I I had it took. So my collection, um, think about, I guess, my space is. I have this room here and the other room is like a half of a garage, two car garage, basically uh, a little bit bigger, I guess, than a two car garage. 
Um, and so think about the enclosures that would be in there, the racks and stuff. And it basically did my entire room. Um, and I just used like a coffee scooper. I scooped it out, put it in, scooped it out, put it in, scooped it out, put it in. So, you know, I, I felt and now a bunch of tiny wars are being raged. On top of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at some of the, uh, I, I researched it a bit. And the, I think the thing that like some people were thinking is, is like, say you had a rack where you had a stack of cages that you could put one scoop into the one cage and they'll move up. But it's uh-huh. like, you have to put it into each enclosure because uh-huh. they don't move out of the enclosure. I, I yeah. guess they possibly could, but. You know, for the most yeah. part, they're staying in that in that spot. So interesting. <laughs> you should cover the floor hamburg like delis. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's not so a true. bad idea. That's funny. <laughs> so Honestly, true. I've always thought about like what I would do <laughs> if I if I do ever vend a show strictly for my own stuff because I've vended shows with you know other people in shops and whatnot, but. Um, you know, the mite treatment and prevention and stuff. And you got to be sensitive to the folks that have like tarantulas and invertebrates and stuff there. You don't want to be spraying pesticides all over and killing these people's feeders or animals or whatever. (laughs) But uh, I thought about like, how cool would it be to just get those no pest strips, cut them and then like feed a chain through them and just wear them around like a chain at a show the whole time. (laughs) Just have like a little yellow medallion. That's just kind of like, Stay away from me, like garlic <laughs> at a vampire convention or something. All know? of a sudden, oh, Lucas, I mean, Riley said it's gonna be <laughs> so funny story. <laughs> funny story about that. Um, so we did a big mite treatment because we had an outbreak with some new incoming snakes at the shop, uh, last year and uh, did a full like uh going to strip and clean every enclosure going to do a diluted like um mite treatment solution bath on every snake prevent my air out scrub clean whole nine did you know 150 something bins in this back room had the roll-up door open fan on doors open cross breeze all day right about six hours or so of doing that and uh for two days, I felt like there was this weight in the back of my head. And if I was just staying there, I was just kind of like, like falling backwards. And then like, Oh shit. Side and kind of like, Oh shit. I, I, I like jagged myself out for a few days. My, wow. Like, no joke, dude. Yeah. You yeah. Name a derpy herb. I became a derpy herb. Too much preventamite. We've all seen the documentary. Of what happened to Steve? Oh, he was all high on drugs and stuff. Huffing. There was, I was a few steps below that. Oh, Jesus, dude, it was crazy. Oh, wow, it was really wow. freaking me out for a couple of days. It was like, I'd just be sitting there and I'd have this, like, like what the, the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, dude, not good, not good. Do not breathe vapors. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard me talk about it, but warning, you know, warning, you know, the yeah. hazards to humans and animals, caution. <laughs> Uh, uh, that that podcast boa rack radio they haven't done a show in a couple years but they had uh, a guest on this woman by the name of dm and uh uh, yeah if you want to hear how gnarly uh some of the 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 chemical treatments are on your body uh go listen to that episode because uh fortunately her mom was like some sort of nurse and, and 
like picked up on the symptoms and things like the nausea and the neurological things and the bleeding and whatnot. Basically she had, um, uh, pesticide poisoning from all those pest strips, like prolonged exposure to those pest strips over like a year or so, yeah. uh, wow. and had to be admitted to the hospital, like for a couple weeks, like really bad, like really bad wow. organ issues, the whole nine. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So that stuff scares me, but we, it's effective, you know? So if it's one of those words that ends inside C I D E yeah. bad for you. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> like... Hey, Eric, do you see <laughs> yeah. Lucas becoming like a little mini Nick mutton oh, no. in time yeah. without oh, no. maybe without like the pathway of like chef to, to, you know, full-time breeder, you know, brilliant reptile guy, but I keep doing my impression. Well, yeah. You, every time you do that, I'm like, yeah, I feel like the, I, there's each week that passes, there's a little more Nick coming out. And I'm, I don't think I like that. I'm not concerned about it. I think it's a great trajectory. You could do wonderful things. I'm just saying, I see him rubbing off on you and you guys already have the star Wars bond. Now the Aussie hurt bond. And now talk about doing a uh -huh. podcast. You guys might like, What's that? What's that? Since it when you like they morph into one, our cycle. Did we just think? become best friends? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, uh, I see Lucas. <laughs> I, I still let you I, talk I, when we're on the phone, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a reason uh, I don't call you. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I see Lucas as a mix of his two biggest influences, and it's a Eric perfect balance. Kiss that. Hey, you got a little something brown right here, buddy. Nick, Nick, and Zach, right? And oh. like, it's like this this balancing match. You can see it in his collection and 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 whatnot. You know? Fair, but, fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a I good mean, point. I, I I acknowledge all the good my, things of. But both, I would argue that it's Zach and you. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I feel for you, man. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my collection. Maybe it's a trifecta <laughs> with, with the, the guitar playing and everything. That's, yeah. Yeah, we are. It's like we a are three blend. You're, a, guitar, you're yeah. like a tri blend t shirt. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would. Those yeah. are the softest, by the way. I say very time, fortunate like, if I, I ever see, get close to any of you three. So thank you. I see, I see, I see. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty good. I think at like judging people, I guess my job is maybe that way. Mm -hmm. And like, I, it's funny. I, I don't know who I was talking to about this. I, I've been on a podcast every day this week, so I can't. You were, you were talking to, like, you were talking to Owen maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I was saying about how um, I said I saw Lucas on his YouTube channel. And I don't like every once in a while, I randomly put Carpet Python in to see what comes up on YouTube. Right. Because okay. I still feel. Other years than, ago. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Other than um, you, Riley, there's a, you know, Gary. He does it somewhat. Right. But he's sort of he's both carpets and chondros or whatever. But. Um, there's not a lot of people on the YouTube world that specifically talk about carpet pythons. Right. I'm probably missing somebody, and I'm sorry uh, if I am. But no, um, you're right. It's not. I don't know of anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's Lucas pops are. up, 
And I was like, I like this kid. This kid's this kid's got it going on. I, I don't know what it was. I'm less like what but I really believe that like you're gonna go places in the in this reptile world, you know. So it's almost like I'm like, I gotta, I gotta this, I gotta get involved with this kid somehow. <laughs> so like, you know, I don't know. It's just like you wanna keep the, you know, um, and I just see like from when you first came on to now. I'm not saying that you weren't like smart then, but like, you know, mm. like you asked a question and you're just like, you have this, it's very Rob Stone-ish, very like, you know, Justin Julander-ish to where you're, you talk in a, in a, in a, in a way that I guess like I can understand, but at the same time, it's like, um, Academic. You don't talk in definitives, you know, which mm. drives me crazy. Like you're very careful on saying, well, even the conversation we had earlier where you were saying like, uh, you know, uh, what were we talking about when we were talking about Walmart from being from different spots and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> well, well I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyway, well, uh, the pod father has annoyed you. <laughs> that, that, means, annoyed you. <laughs> that means a lot. And I would yeah. just, again, turn the, the mirror back around to you and say that you're a big part of all of those things. So thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here we are. Carpets Here we coffee. are. Right on. <laughs> Snake dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, <laughs> I think, you know, it's funny, right? We were talking about earlier about, you know, and it, I, it was the same thing with Riley too, right? Riley was always like, um, you know, he was always sort of like, um, again, when when you talk your knowledge just like i'm just blown away you know like like how do you know and like how do you guys know about all these different things it's like my my brain only has so much you know hard drive space in it and you know i'll just be like randomly like so what do you think about boas oh well there's this species <laughs> and this species and this species and this species and it's like oh yeah so well Everybody awesome. likes to use the phrase standing on the shoulders of giants. And I don't think, uh, I don't think Lucas and I would, would be inaccurate in saying we definitely have drawn a lot of influence from you guys, even before our participation in the network, before mm -hmm. it was even a network, you know, right. I mean, everybody starts somewhere. Right. And, and usually we're picking up from the people that are carrying the torch or whatever, you know, the, the, the previous folks before us and, yeah, I mean, not to to put any dates or timelines and make anybody feel old or anything like that, but like <laughs> you're definitely like, you know, you guys are definitely part of that that generation that's ushering, you know, the younger guys yeah. like sure. like Lucas yeah. and and I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a lot. I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> I fit in there. And and like the younger how people you? how old are you riley how old i'm gonna be 33 in a couple months okay so, so i'm not I, i'm like a weird half like you know I'm yeah in that gray area but but like regardless like the, it all applies like there's definitely people who come before us we we all draw our influences sure. from somewhere a lot of them overlap yeah. and then along our way you know we do what we do and sponge oh, up sure. what we do it it's interesting. I think about that a lot because my trajectory going through school, like grade school, middle school, high school, college and everything was always so frustrating because no matter how much I applied myself to things, nothing stuck. 
right? Mm. Didn't matter what it was. Like it just, if it, like I just couldn't retain anything, but reptile stuff or just like weird, you know, I could like see it once or hear it once. And it's like ingrained in me without even trying. And yeah, you know, it just took me a long time to realize that that's, I learn differently. I have ADHD, but that because it is just so much part of me and like, I'm genuinely excited about it. They just eat it up. There's like not enough time in the day to digest all that stuff, which is probably why I don't get a lot of other things done in my life. <laughs> so, but sure. yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, man. So, That's yeah. awesome. It's, Dude, yeah, I remember it's, the early days of NPR when you were doing it live. <laughs> like you want to talk throwback. Oh, that was the best dude. Oh man. I can tell there was, you, dude, there was a like, certain something about that yeah oh if if my fiance was here she would tell you oh tuesday night don't ask riley to be out (laughs) helpful around dinner or anything i'd get home from work and i'd like slam the door and i'd be in in the bedroom surrounded by all the snakes just listening to the live like right and online with the chat and like yeah that brings me to what i was gonna say which was you know like kind of bouncing off what ben said here i think there's just something so powerful about being part of a group and having a community that makes it's like a snowball effect like your passion bounces off of riley's passion bounces off of eric's passion and then you're just like surrounded by snakes in a freaking snake room and (laughs) oh just the screenshots um, of your background your (laughs) backdrop exemplifies that a hundred percent like if we just were wound the clock a year and every time you were on a podcast over yeah. the course of the year, you just see like exactly like Super Mario back there playing Legos. Yeah, but and 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 you know, going off of that too, I think the live shows, you know, because I I didn't catch those live, but when I discovered the show in college, and I just started binging the crap out of it, I'd listen to two or three episodes a day sometimes. Um, it still felt like I was part of it because there was that live interaction, even if it was like five years ago, like you still are like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's funny. That dude just said that. Like, you know, it it was more like it it was alive. And and these were, there were all these people in the room. And now when you're listening to it, you're in the room too. It doesn't, time doesn't matter at that point. So, right. Yeah. Hands down, some of like the best experiences would be when Owen would just blatantly yell at me, shut up, Riley. (laughs) 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 I I can't tell you how many times I've sat on like airplanes Uh, or long car rides or whatever. That's what I knew of you. Like old episodes that I just, (laughs) I like, I wouldn't even register that I might've been listening to this live. Then all of a sudden, oh, wait, quiet. You shut up, Riley. Hey, Riley, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I knew about Riley. It was Owen saying, shut up, Riley. (laughs) Until I found out that he worked with my uncle and then i was like oh <laughs> yeah yeah mike oh yeah crazy yeah. crazy crazy he, he uh yeah yeah it's 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 weird <laughs> you know i guess we don't think of it I, I you know it's so weird right we we've been yeah. doing it for so long that we just don't I, at least i don't i don't think owen thinks of it that way and it's like I just, it's just like what, you know, I don't know. It's what we do on a Thursday night and, (laughs) you know, it used to be Tuesday was Saturday for a while. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think like, 
I think it's like, I'm never going to be able to write a book like I would want to. I mean, um, I, I'm not, but it's like applying, you know, figuring out what your lane is and then trying to do the best that you can. And like, I think that I've always been one that like uh, sort of sees and talks to a lot of uh, breeders, keepers that have a tremendous amount of knowledge, but don't have a way to sort of get it out into herpticulture. And if you can provide that platform and have them to have a voice and, you know, put, put whatever they're thinking about or, or thinking about things differently or whatever, um, you know, that's sort of my lane, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just getting that to there. So, you know, I hope years from now when I'm not here or gone, you know, and, 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 I, you know, hopefully NPR is still found somewhere on the internet somewhere, you know, that somebody can reflect oh, me and back Riley will keep it, it alive. <laughs> okay. Very good. The archive yeah. will never die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just yeah. thinking about that. I was in my head about how can we somehow like archive this and, and, yeah, yeah. Well, we probably just have to keep paying the subscription. It'll be fine. <laughs> Hopefully, you still oh, have man. patrons at that point. You can, uh, yeah, yeah. No, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a magical thing. It's a beautiful thing, and I think that it dwarfs a book what you have amassed and continue to amass, <clears throat> and now bringing so many other people into the discussion on so many different shows about so many different things. You know, <laughs> yeah. And you not know everything has to be, be a book. I know it would down. be a cool idea, though. You just gave me a great idea. Would be to put together a book that would be a compilation of whatever it shapes up to be per the contributor, whether it's just stories or uh, you know an experience or something. But imagine a compilation of text entitled something like memoirs of memoirs of uh of a snake keeper and then you you have you have writings in there from people like keith and nick yeah. and justin and like anybody who's written everything that's still alive today that has something to contribute which is kind of a lot so it'd be multiple volumes it, it could be like a, a work that never is never completed never right it's just yeah. you know it, the, the generations need to carry the torch so to speak it just it just yeah it could be one of those things but i don't know i i could see that being a series of books that could be cherished over time you know even if everything else is gone the internet falls apart the world changes into something else <laughs> you know like whatever it is we're all in the metaverse <laughs> yeah some shit i don't Five know he's yeah. turned all the frogs gay <laughs> <laughs> and then kanye's our president still mad about being called a gay fish oh. he likes fish dicks. what a world <laughs> <laughs> is this a are we in a simulation or what i don't, I don't oh know. i don't know for <laughs> sure yeah absolutely we are <laughs> We're all plugged uh, in. Somebody put more acid in this one. That's exactly that's a, what simulation that, Eric would say. <laughs> that is a great, great, great. Yeah, oh, that, that is, is a good idea. Write that down. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna star that one. That, that one gets a star. Eric, um, we can, we can work on that. Stars. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So, um, I see. I, yeah, yeah. It's uh. Yeah, I don't know, man. That that got my brain thinking for a minute there. Like, uh, yeah, another hit thing the to brain do. button. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we jump off, let's share a carpet python. Um, I wanted to 
Share screen. Let's see. I like carpet pythons. Carpet python of the week. But up. But. Oh, it won't let me. Why won't it enlarge it? Too much power. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me see. Maybe I have to view. Maybe if I do this, I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do. I know. Sid asks, how do we expand diversity in this hobby, basically? How do we get get out of the the, the majority? I think, a, I think that's a I think that's a wonderful topic, and I think it's a valid point. And I, I see it growing more and more. I don't know about you, but diversity as far as species or oh, no, the people getting involved. Like people being involved oh. like from all different demographics. Um, I've seen some like horribly racist thoughts uh portrayed on the internet about you know who shouldn't be allowed to keep and it's just it's pretty awful that there's still some archaic views like that but i love seeing you know especially like women keeping monitor lizards and doing stuff that men would be like oh careful you're gonna hurt yourself like you know i think it's awesome i, I think, think anybody can do it i think as far as that goes i would just think that um yeah, I don't. I, I, I mean, think I guess when. Yeah, go ahead, Lucas. I think that that is a much longer and larger yeah. conversation. <laughs> we will not do justice in ten no. minutes. No. Uh, that being That's said, I think yeah. that there is an enormous amount of diversity of people that love reptiles and keep reptiles. I see every type of person from every walk of life mm -hmm. at the shop every day. Oh yeah, and I think that. Uh, you can go on a very long conversation about how it is expensive to do. And then you get into a whole bunch of cultural considerations. Uh, do certain groups of people have disproportionate amount of wealth, yada, 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 et cetera. But I'm not going to go there today. I'm just going to say that I know NPR is a space that welcomes Anybody and oh, everybody. Yeah. I'm Chinese. Alan's not white. You know, like if, if anybody yeah. wants to yeah. do a podcast, we don't care. <laughs> like, but I just know, care about yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. not it's not relevant. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it is nice. It is I, nice that there are there's no conversations tied with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Here's a carpet in a car. There it is. Back to, <laughs> back to carpet. <laughs> There's carpets and coffee, and now we got carpets and cars. Carpets, carpets and, the and cars. Can you imagine opening the hood of your car and seeing this big coastal carpet just sitting there? That is a cool snake, man. I would be so late to work. I'd be like, what? This is I awesome. <laughs> First of all, I wonder the carpet's going in there. Somebody's got to clean out this uh, this car. Yeah. Man. It's kind of <laughs> looking dirty. But here's a, That's here's probably a why the better... snake's there. It probably hasn't moved. <laughs> yeah. Nice and toasty. This is a better shot there you go close up it's in shed mm. look how thick that snake is man like yeah. and nice stripe too yeah ah oh, look at that beauty. where is look this from face uh it is from uh, hold on let me get the locality of uh uh where it was at. it was from samford samford queensland um which is out west 
uh, from Brisbane. So nice. That's a beautiful snake. Yeah, this is me. Uh, what's it say? I'd say that car. What is it? What did Darren say? I'd say Isn't that car is used. used. Yeah. yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> probably probably <not>. right. <laughs> that's where it's from, right here. Ah, and that's from. So northwest of Brisbane. That's I always cool. love the names of all the things in Australia. Jolly's Lookout. Like, what? <laughs> Woobly doobly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, very, very good. I guess. Oh, I think. I think. We done it, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just. Uh, I'm going to put it there. I've watched the A's game. Have a. The A's game? Yeah, oh. go go A's. Baseball, go baby. Very cool. Okay. You're a baseball guy more than any other sport? Yeah. It's the only one I okay. watch. Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was raised in like Raiders country, so that wasn't super great. Yeah. <laughs> You're wise. <laughs> it's like one Raiders game with my You're dad. better than that, he, Lucas. He threw up on my shoes. I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so, you feel any better. I went to a Niners game and saw a dude snap a cane in half and try to like stab a dude. Fight, <laughs> oh, fight a guy nice. in a Marshall Falk jersey. I was like, oh shit. That's yes. amateur hour for yeah, Philly. Sports yeah. sports brings out the best <laughs> in people, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um I uh so we're gonna do a uh Patreon stream tomorrow. I think it's just gonna be me and Owen because I think you guys are, are working and whatnot. But um yeah, so we're gonna be doing a uh uh private patreon chat tomorrow um for the month and um so uh i know darren was asking about that and i also saw that he still didn't get his calendar um i didn't get a chance to answer him back so i guess i'm just gonna give him money back and send him another calendar (laughs) i don't know so uh, it's it's we're in may almost so (laughs) you know i feel bad we'll take care of you darren somehow i know i keep i i mailed it out i mailed some to australia and they went, and for whatever reason, Scotts um, uh, didn't didn't. Ma- it came back to me twice, so I don't know what the difference is. Um, but uh, but it yeah. has COVID uh-huh. on it. They're like, get this American shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got you. I got you, Darren. No worries. Uh, so um, I guess in closing. I'll close this out and say our little thing here, and then uh, you guys can put your two cents in there. So if you want to support the network and what we do at NPR, here are a few ways. Check out our website. Stay up to date with what we have going on at MariahPythonRadio.com. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, reach out at info at MariahPythonRadio.com. If you keep reptiles of any kind and you're here in the U.S., I urge you to support U.S. ARC. You can join um, up in $5 a month donation. Uh, you can, if you, if you don't have that, then, uh, at least sign up for their newsletter. And I would also recommend that you go, uh, to their YouTube page. Um, so you can hear directly from the horse's mouth. I think that was a genius idea for Phil to be able to go onto a YouTube channel and just put out what's, what's going on. Um, so, uh, there's that. So the other things you could do, you can follow us on all the shows that we have on the network, whatever podcast app that you use, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, the NPR network. You can catch us carpets and coffee live. Um, and then, uh, all the other podcasts get uploaded onto there. 
I have been putting together, I've been taking a shot at video editing and um, I was trying to do a couple short clips of the uh, past trip. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Of the past trip uh, from, uh, from California. So uh, some some cool footage of some rattlesnakes and uh, some different Sick. snakes barrowing in the sand and stuff like that. So uh, so that's nice. cool. The cool lizard stuff as well. Um, so look out for that. Follow us on Instagram or our Facebook page, uh, NPR Network. Um, if you like a particular episode or like I remember when Zach talked about snake digestion, that episode mm-hmm. should be shared around everywhere. Uh-huh. That's just a fantastic episode. So if there's a something that you got some information from, uh, from the from whoever guest was on, uh, you should definitely share that around to help people become better keepers. You know, uh, yes. they're looking for that info. Uh, so please, please, please share around. Uh, yes, we yes, also yes. are working on the Teespring store. Owen seems to uh, have taken that under his wing. However, he just pushes the work back to me. So somehow I <laughs> keeps keep that and put on pause. Um, so I got, uh, we're going to get some stickers. That seems to be something that people are really into, uh, these days. So we're going to make that happen. And I think, mm-hmm. I think you're working with Owen with that Riley. From that yeah. Person. Yeah. That should be, uh, something if I just sit down, we can bang that out. So, yeah. So, so we got that going on and, and then finally, uh, we have the Patreon page. Um, you know, it, I don't, I, I feel always funny about pushing that and whatnot, but I appreciate everybody that, um, that is is a patron and uh we really appreciate it and it helps us keep to continue to bring all these different podcasts that we got going on the newest one boa 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 um i think will be up on apple on monday when it's technically supposed to be released um other than that i know you can listen to it now on spotify and it just got approved today for google so uh, if you are on Boas. those platforms, you can check it out. Boas, 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 and Boas, Boas, <laughs> fellas, get yes. you some, right? Yeah, just, uh, uh, what else? That's you, all I got. That's okay, it. if you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me everywhere. Centralian Exotics. This is a Brettles Python, people. If you like snakes, you like Brettles Pythons. Get you some. That's right. DM me. This could be yours. Look at the stripe. Look Only at if that you're responsible. <laughs> Whoa. Judgment. Just kidding. All right, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on uh, everything pretty much just under Riley's Reptiles and uh, on YouTube under just my name, Riley Jimson. I, too, have a Teespring store. And I think that's it. Yeah. Ben likes Yeah, We all like brittles. <laughs> yep. Get yourself some. Get you some. Get you some red black snacks. Today is treat yourself day. Go see Lucas. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. I'll give you the family discount. Give the promo code uh, uh, Riley's bald head at checkout. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. I, let's get I'm the, still lucky. I'm still lucky here. here. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love fellas. you, Riley. <laughs> Your hair oh, does not at... define you. Yes. Well, you make up for it. So you got yeah. it all going on. Mine here, just man. does not do well against Down gravity. That's all. Oh, it's all right. It's just gravity. With that. 
Australia. They always win in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, all right. Bye. I guess we are out. <laughs> yep, we are. See you. Just made the.